I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandslots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Time heals all, and heels hurt to walk in, but they go with the clutch that you carry your lip gloss in. And Look, I really think nobody does it better. I love the way that you put it together. Oh, you fancy, huh? Oh, you fancy, huh? Oh, you fancy, huh? Oh, you fancy, huh? Nail done, hair done, everything did. Nails done, hair done, everything did. Oh, you fancy, huh? Oh, you fancy. We talk about shoes. It's pop culture. I'm JN Phoenix with my brother. I also hate it. Brandon Phoenix. In today's pop culture, we're talking about shoes. And why women love shoes so much. Everywhere you look, everywhere you go, women have so many shoes. They buy pairs after pairs. Even when they don't have any place to wear them, they got to get the newest shoes. Brandon, have you seen this? Have you noticed this? How do you feel about it? Uh, I think we live in a culture where it's not just a woman thing. I think men love shoes as much as women now, especially with Jays. I feel like it's, it's a cultural phenomenon. Shoes have taken over. I mean, it doesn't matter whether they're flats or heels, boots, sandals, clogs, platforms. It doesn't matter what it is. Platforms? Look, uh, you look, there's some people who rock the platforms. Platform shoes. Come on, Jim. Brandon, (laughs) I'm telling you, they wear all black with... (laughs) 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 They wear all black, black makeup, and got the platform shoes on. They're an obsession. They're an obsession. And you look, I'm not I'm not even hating my mama. I love my mama, Crystal Phoenix, so much. But she's caught up in the mix, too. Like, she's the one from way back since when I was young, the first person I knew who who loves shoes as much as they do. I don't even know. I, I can't even guess. I, Brandon, can you guess how many pairs of shoes mom has? I'd say seven or eight hundred pair. Yeah, that's crazy. Crazy numbers. Because I like shoes, too. Don't get it twisted. I do like shoes, too. I probably have a lot for a dude. I probably have up to, I don't know, I'll say 35 pair. 35 for me, pair? Mm, maybe 30. Man, that was a little high. Brandon, I got a lot of shoes. I got a lot of shoes here. Now, granted, I keep it for a long time. Um, but I got a lot of shoes for a dude. But when when you like compare dudes versus girls, girls are just buying shoes all the time. 
And it's one of them things where, like I said, maybe they don't have a place to wear them to. Maybe they do. And they use the excuse. They say it all the time. Oh, well, they're cheaper than guys shoes. Oh, well, these were on sale. Yeah, it doesn't matter if they're cheaper. I don't care if they're half the price or a third of the price. When you have 900 pairs uh, of, a, uh, of shoes, it's the same price. Or it's more than what we spend on our shoes. <coughs> yeah. They were talking about it, and uh, girls talk about how it makes them feel confident. Um, it's one of them things that just helps them have a little bit of a swagger. And I agree, man. The truth is, I see a girl in a nice pair of shoes, and and I'm impressed. I really am. And like I said, I learned that from an early age. Um, but check this, check this thing out. Check what out? I'm looking for it. Wait, wait, wait. I got it right here. It's uh, Dr. Valerie Steele. She's a co-curator. She says, there's an intimate extension of the body, and it seems to say so much about our attitudes, aesthetics, sexuality, and social status when it comes to shoes. And that's why women are drawn to them so much. Um, I'm not going to hate. I mean, you know, you see nice pair of shoes. You get the red bottoms. People rocking the Jimmy shoes. Um, I just I feel like it's unfair sometimes, though, because I like shoes, too. And, and our shoes cost so much more. You know, if I'm going to get the nice, uh, the tight new pair of J's like you were talking about, or if I'm going to get a pair of Timbo's, um, they're like two hundred dollars. Whereas with female shoes, like if you, if you go on Macy's or some other places on sale, they're way, way, way cheaper. And I'm jealous of that. I really I am think jealous it depends. of that. I think it depends because girls got – it depends on what brand they're going. You got the red bottoms. You know, you got the Jimmy Choo's. You got the uh, – what else you got? <laughs> you got shoes. You got plenty of shoes that are expensive for women too. It just depends on what they're what they want to wear and where they want to wear them. And I, I do think they have more options for cheap shoes than men do. But like you I said, I just want to say, like, if I want a pair of cheap shoes, I'm going like some New Balances that are fifty four ninety nine. And I'm telling you, most women, especially the women who are listening to this, are going to tell you they don't. I mean, that that's probably their max price for shoes. Yeah, that's interesting. I really wonder what the price range is. I wonder what the price range is. I never thought about that. I wonder what what women's price range is. Are and what the price ranges are for men when it comes to shoes overall, because you got work shoes, um, you got people who specialize, and you got people who just obsessed with with kicks. Man, there's there's whole websites, social media platforms devoted to kicks, sneakerheads. That's what we call them, sneakerheads. Kicks of the day. That's right. That's right. What are you talking about? Like, what do you, what do you think about girls who wear the wrong shoes to certain events because they want to look cute? Yeah. Uh, that's their problem. It's like if you go on a date and she wants to be cute and doesn't wear a coat and it's cold out, uh, tough for her. Okay? Sorry. <laughs> Sorry about your luck. I'm telling you, you got to know where and when to wear the, the, the certain shoes. Like if I'm going to a uh, theme park, you got to be in comfortable ones. I know you're trying to show out and look good, but, man, ain't nobody trying to walk around a whole amusement park and some kicks that hurt your feet. I got shoes that look good that aren't very comfortable. I got shoes that are comfortable. And if I'm going to work, if I'm going to an amusement park, it is important for me to pick the right ones. For girls, even more so because they have the option of heels. Now, heels look sexy. Let's be for real. But heels shouldn't go everywhere. 
So them girls who are trying to look cute wearing heels in places they're going to have to walk half a mile, knowing good and well they're going to have to take them off, put them around their shoulder as they keep on walking, that's a problem. Yeah, no, I mean, I think you got to be practical. There's pragmatism to your shoe choices. It tells you a lot about a person. It really does tell you where the priorities lay. I, you uh, know what? But I'm a fan. I'm a fan of a woman who sometimes picks comp, uh, fashion over function. Who picks, no, that's true. It just depends on where it's at. It has to be tasteful. Yeah, but like I said, I, a woman who wears the right pair of shoes, man, I'll compliment a woman that I don't know with no intention of anything, just just to give her props if she's wearing the right shoes. Got a pair of bad shoes on, mad props to you. This whole segment, we're just talking about what is too many shoes? How many is too many shoes? You let us know. Have you had a shopping problem? Let us know. But I also want to get on to my next thing that goes right along with shoes is I'm talking about Chuck Taylors. Now, Brandon, I know you don't have a whole really strong feeling about this, but I just want to say them Chucks from back in the day, man, they look sweet, man. West Coast all day. We had a friend, D. Love, who always rocked Chucks. But the truth is, Brandon, do you know how uncomfortable Chucks are? Completely uncomfortable. You might as well be walking on concrete. What in the world? There's no ankle support. And the truth is, I don't see like a whole lot of style with them. Like, I feel like they're straight from Stephen Barry's. Like, I bet I bet every single NBA player. Jeremy, you love play- bringing up Stephen Barry's I as know, if the world know. knows, if the world knows <laughs> Stephen Barry's. Stephen Barry's okay. lasted for like three seconds, and I'm sure they had like 12 stores. And, and there's a reason why. Here's the, but the point is to me, like, back in the day, if you look at, like, old NBA film, all the NBA players were always wearing Converse's and Chuck Taylor's to play basketball. I guarantee you every player that played in the NBA before 1982 has knee and lower back problems now. Guaranteed. All that question. jumping and landing on straight-up concrete, straight-up hardwood. That's ridiculous. Without question, without exception. No ankle support, uh, no foot protection. It's just where the rubber meets the road. You're just straight up on, on whatever you're walking on. If it's gravel, you're going to feel gravel. I don't get the obsession with Chuck Taylors. I know it's an unpopular opinion, but I'm going to just be real. They don't even look that fly. People will like come out. All right, all right. Unless you were in iRobot, Chuck Taylors don't look fly. They're so regular. They're so regular. I don't know if you want to go retro. I don't know if that's the appeal to them. I'm not sure. I've never been into Chuck Taylors, and I will never be into Chuck Taylors. If I want some Chuck Taylors, I will grab uh, some pieces of rubber, uh, stitch up some jeans (laughs) (laughs) as a cover, because that's all they are. They're just material. They don't protect or support nothing and put them on. I'm just being real. I'm just being honest. The truth, <laughs> and look, look, I saw the NBA here le- recently. They've been trying to bring back the the the, the short shorts. But come on, Derek Culver's like said, leading. Derek Culver's leading the charge in the short shorts. No, you need to stop. They're bringing back the short shorts. Yeah, might as well bring back the Chuck Taylors if you're bringing back the the, the, the Daisy Dukes to, to to basketball. But anyway, that's just my feeling. That's my two cents. I appreciate you, Brandon, for getting on here. And that's how we feel about shoes. Let us know. Let us know how you feel about Converse's. Chuck Taylors, the original Chuck Taylors. Everybody loves them. Sorry, I for one do not. But that's how we feel. Raspy voice. Get at us. Raspy voice. The Raspy Voice Kids are brought to you by Swill Dog Hard Cider, the finest hard cider in all of the world, made right there in Franklin, West Virginia. They are encouraging you to get Swill. Responsibly, of course. 
We also want to give a big shout, a big thank you to our partner and sponsor, Astorb Auto of Charleston. The man with the plan is Mr. Jamie Spears. When you want to ride in elegance, luxury, and style, they're the ones to see. They'll treat you right, and you'll be driving better. Make sure you tell them that the RVK sent you. Hey, this is Brandon from the Raspy Voice Kids. We are now teamed up with SeatGeek. SeatGeek, the place to go and get your tickets for any live event that you want to be a part of, especially if you're a sports fan. Use code RaspyVoice, R-A-S-P-Y-V-O-I-C-E, and you get $20 off your first purchase. Code RaspyVoice at SeatGeek. Download the app. Get to saving now. Basketball time with the Raspy Voice Kids. It's Brandon Phoenix, your boy. I also hate Pitt. Joined by Jeremy J. N. Fiend Phoenix. We're talking basketball Mountaineer version. J. N. Fiend, what'd you think about the Boston game? First of all, hey man, they look good. They they executed. They look good. Now, granted, we just got done watching the Northern Iowa, so I can't wait to get to that. But right now, um, they're clicking on all cylinders, man. They're playing it as a team. Against Boston, you really saw that. You saw the depth. You saw the hard work. You saw the grit. The grit was too much. The strength was too much. Uh, we just overpowered them and, and, and killed them on the boards, and, and that's what Bobby Huggins seems to do. Let me throw out some numbers to you real quick. Boston was averaging 11 turnovers coming into the game. Do you know how many they had by the end of that WVU game? How many? 23 more than double their average because of the defense that West Virginia played. Press Virginia. shot. They only shot 33%. Now, the converse of that is West Virginia only shot 2 for 18 from 3. Now, despite shooting 2 from 18 from 3, we finally covered a double-digit spread for the, for the season. So... We went out basically and did what we were supposed to do and handled our business against Boston, the same Boston team that beat South Carolina, the Frank Martin coach team. The Boston Terriers, that is. Yeah. How could that be your name, by the way? How could you choose to be the Terriers? You know, I never thought about that. That is a terrible name. It's a weak name. It's one of the weakest names you could be. A little tiny little dog. West Virginia Poodle, son. <laughs> can you imagine? Can you imagine? At least you can get like a giant poodle. Terrier's tiny. Yeah. Who, yeah. And second of all, yeah, it's just tough. I feel like sometimes I think back in the day, some of these universities got really lazy. And I mentioned this before. The <laughs> fact that Auburn, LSU, and Missouri all have the same mascot, the exact same mascot. Go look. The tiger, the old school tiger who looks exactly the same, just has a change of color and a def- different little hat on for each one of them. Somebody, <laughs> this dude, I don't, I don't know who the agent was for the dude, who, for the artist who went to these schools, but that dude needs to be put in Hall of Fame if you got three different schools to sign up for the same looking mascot. He got them all. All right. Um, really, there's not much to say about that. Except for about Boston, since we want to talk about Northern uh, Iowa more than anything. in the Cancun Classic. The Cancun Classic that started in Morgantown and in canvases across the United States that uh, were not in Mexico is now in Mexico, finally, in Cancun, the Hard Rock Hotel and Casino, playing in the ballroom. The West Virginia Mountaineers took on the Northern Iowa, can't remember their name, 
What's her uh, name? Panthers. Wildcats. The Panthers. Wildcats. Panthers. Panthers. I, rem- I remember their mascot, what it looks like. I, I, I always forget the name. Northern Iowa Panthers. This was not a pretty game. This was not a pretty game. I don't know how much you all got to see of it, but it was not pretty. I complained about when, how when, ugly the offense was. When your team scores 20 points at halftime and it's not a football game, it's ugly. And the other team only scored 23. Yeah. I said the offense was atrocious. And I will I will say this again. I've said this on Twitter several times. I'll say this again. I hate college basketball, except for the fact that I love West Virginia. I hate the officiating. I hate the rules. I hate everything about college basketball, for the most part, except for the fact that I love the West Virginia Mountaineers. So I watch because I love them. But I will I don't also like say this. the passion in, in college is, is more. The hatred with rivalries, just like in football. Yeah, I don't – see, I feel that way about football. I don't feel the same in basketball. I feel like there's very few rivalries in very few – there's so many more games in college basketball that, that you don't have the same um, – you don't have the same pageantry. You don't have the same uh, emotion as you do in college football. That's how I feel about it. In football, you only get six home games, sometimes seven at most. You know, so for you to do your traditions, you only get very, you get very few opportunities. In basketball, I just feel I don't know. I just feel like if you're at a home game in Morgantown and we're playing well, and Kansas comes in, or Iowa State comes in, or Texas comes in, you're gonna feel the emotion. You're gonna hear the student section. The student section has their own spot in every single stadium in, in college basketball sports, and you feel that. So sometimes you feel that energy just a little bit more. I don't, yeah, I don't know. And it's I quickly just, drained by by four, five, six, seven minute droughts of not scoring. I mean, I, I get it, and we and we do go through droughts, but I don't know. I, I just feel like the passion is a little bit more. Now yeah. it's not better basketball. I mean, that's not to get twisted. The NBA is far better basketball. Yeah. I just feel like there's more passion in college sports, even in college basketball. Yeah, I mean, maybe, but I I just I just don't enjoy it. I don't watch basketball games for the most part, except for when I have to for for this, for, you know, doing our job. Um, but this game was ugly. We were down by, like you said, we were down by three at halftime. We ended up being down by 15 points with about 10 minutes and 32 seconds to go in the game. And do you know what West Virginia did from there on, Jeremy? What? They outscored the Panthers 33-13 to 13 with 10 minutes and 32 seconds to go. I loved it. Now, that sounds obvious to say. Everybody loves it when your team wins. I like to see the grit and the grind. So I don't know if it's that we didn't come in prepared. I'm not sure if they came up with like some kind of scheme that we weren't ready for. No. But we I just like couldn't getting, make shots. We couldn't make free throws. We had I no like, rhythm offensively. But she that, got into foul trouble. Sometimes you got to give the other team um, um, credit for that. And Northern Iowa is a 6-0 team. I'm not sitting here and saying they're in the top 25 or they were receiving votes in the top 25. I'm saying they're a solid team that we've seen in the tournament. Um, so sometimes when you play a team that is better than the teams you've already played, it takes a few moments to get adjusted to. The reason why I enjoyed this game, other than the fact that we won, is when we scored 20 points in the first half. Second half, Bobby Huggins made the adjustment. The players mentally made the adjustment. And we saw them execute and fight. This look the NCAA tournament is is about how oh, let me how I'm, I'm gonna dumb this down um, how much uh, backbone you have you know 
It's being able to be punched in the mouth and not being caught up in the moment and come back and deliver strikes. So when we're down eight points with four minutes left and Miles McBride puts two buckets in in a row when we need buckets to cut it to four, when our team starts fighting back and not being scared of the moment, the whole time I kept thinking, where are these guys who like to drive? Where are these guys who love the ball in their hand? And then near the end of the game, um, that's what they showed. Hey, look, we love this moment. We're not scared of this moment. The thing that's so important is when you get to the NCAA tournament, you're going to play in the first couple of rounds teams like Northern Iowa who who aren't as big programs, but they're feisty and tough and not scared of you. And they've been to the tournament and they've upset teams and they're ready for a team like West Virginia. So we just got a little taste of that. We got punched in the mouth. We took a step back and said, you know what? We're going to play ball like we know how to. And they executed. They rebound. And the biggest thing is, man, the free throws at the end. It's so good to watch a West Virginia team where you don't have to worry about whether we're going to make free throws or not. Are you kidding? Two. We missed free throws all game. Now, we made it down, down the, the stretch. Down but even the then, stretch. the flagrant, we, then when they I'm, called the flagrant, Sean McNeil only made one out of two. I would love to see within the last like three minutes of the game, I swear to goodness, that was the only miss that we had. Uh, uh, Culver made two. Somebody else came. Uh, Emmett Matthews hit two. Uh, McBride hit two. McNeil went one for two. But we hit free throws down the stretch. That if we missed like in the past, this would be a different story. And also, uh, Matthews missed a free throw also late. We made him. We made the la- McBride made the last two that really mattered. I love the grit in the fight that we showed tonight. The I did grit too. In the fight. And granted, like uh, this, the show's gonna come out on Thursday. We and are recording I, Tuesday I, I, night, right after the game. I'm giving more credit to the players than I am to Hugs for this, though. I felt like McNeil made shots and McBride made shots that they just made. They weren't plays. They weren't designed. They were just shots those guys went out and made. What about going to the two-two-one? That I give Hugs credit for. That, I think that was a big credit because we because we had a few. I didn't say I didn't say I didn't give Hugs any credit. I said I give more credit to the players than I did to as far as offensively. Anyway, I should say. Even if you look at the uh, the couple times our guys went down after making rebounds, Culver and then um, uh, Evan Matthews, the hunger to go get the ball, to lay your body on the line. When I see that, I give pre- credit to the players. But I also give credit to Hugs because I feel like they are a reflection of his tenacity. So down the stretch, they're giving up their body to go up and get the ball. They come down with the ball, and their head hits the floor. Their back hits the floor. Why? Because all they care about is making the rebound. That is a reflection of their toughness, but also the toughness that Huggins instills in them. So I'm giving, I'm giving the coaching staff um, credit as well. Speaking of that, that was not a flagrant foul on Emmett Matthews. Absolutely not. Do you but know how live it I would be, Jeremy, if that was my but, team? <laughs> Brandon, I thought that exact same thing. If it was, West, thought- I, if it was West Virginia, Mike Casaza tweeted out. He tweeted out that was not a flagrant foul, and I retweeted it because it wasn't. There's no way that's a flagrant foul. I can't believe they called it. It was a terrible foul there as is, far as it, how hard the it was. Part on- is, the worst part is it was for our team, and there's not a person in the country who thought that was a flagrant foul. No. Foul. No. Other, <laughs> other than the stripes, the refs are terrible. They took forever reviewing that three pointer um, that Brown made for Northern Iowa, uh, which doesn't seem like a big deal until you remember that Northern Iowa only plays six players. So while they're tired because of the way we were playing defense, they're now getting a rest because it took you forever to review a play that was pretty obvious, at least obvious that it couldn't be overturned. 
So the refs tonight were not great. I, I was not a fan of the refs. I'm almost never a fan of co- collegiate officiating. Um, but they weren't good again tonight. But it worked out in our favor. So you can't be too mad. In the words of our cousin, Big Malcolm, down there in Florida, ask me how much I care, Brandon. <laughs> how much you care, Jay? Zero. <laughs> yeah. Because my team won. And you know what? I used to get caught up in there and feel like a little embarrassed. Like, yeah, we won, but, we, you know, we got some calls. I don't care anymore. Ever since watching the TCU game uh, in football uh, and, and the, the, you know, the block out of bounds against Oklahoma that they called back, watching the Kansas game in, in college basketball with, the, like, the, I don't know, 30 to 2 free throw discrepancy, I don't care. I don't care Give at all. Give me the W. I don't care. What do you have to say, Northern Iowa? I can't hear you. This W's too loud. Way too loud. Turn all the way up, son. All the way turns up. Yep. Uh, so we get Wichita State Sunday at 8. Well, wait. When do they play again? I don't know. Let me make sure real quick. I know the game's at 8.30. The next time we play is at 8.30. It's Wichita State. For the championship, Wichita State will not be an easy out. Um, Just say Wichita State to anybody who knows college basketball, and they'll recognize who they are. They're not a big, you know, Power Five program, but they make the NCAA tournament like they are. They're always there. Uh, Anybody you want to think of, any little school that you want to think of, Wichita State is amongst them in the best non-Power Five teams. So that's what we have coming up, the Shockers. Wednesday night at 8.30. So by the time you guys hear this, we will have already played. Rap me, boys! Big shout to Shrinkables! Shrinkables! Supporting the RVK partnership since day one. You want the dopest gear out? You want to look fresh while rocking the Mountaineer brands? The best thing to do is go to bookexchangewv.com. That's where you get the flyest apparel, The Book Exchange is going to hook you up for listening to the RVK. Use code R-A-S-P-Y-V-O-I-C-E, Raspy Voice. Code Raspy Voice when you go to bookexchangewv.com to get the flyest Mountaineer gear and souvenirs. We love our man Jim Ashley, the quintessential businessman and international world traveler, Jim Ashley, we thank you for being a sponsor and partner with the show. We love having you on. Can't wait till you're here again. When it's over, that's the time I fall in love again. That's the time you're in my heart again. This is Brandon Phoenix, aka I Also Hate Pit. You are joining the Raspy Voice Kids. I'm here with Jeremy J and Fiend Phoenix. It's time to talk football. We're talking the Oklahoma State game. It's time to review. Jeremy, what say you? I say, why? Man, why can't we ever be an Oklahoma team? It's been five I mean, years. Five years since we've beaten Oklahoma State. I'm telling you, it's been five years since we beat a team from Oklahoma. Period. 
I just don't know why. I mean, there'll be close games. We just can't get over the hump. Um, I felt like our defense came fired fired up and played great ball. Them young dudes on the back end of the defense, the defensive line, the linebackers swarming to the ball, these young dudes um, flying to the ball, the speed. I'm so impressed. Offensively, um, we didn't look stellar, but we uh, – I almost said it again. I almost said Garrett Green. Brandon, I almost said Garrett Green again. I don't know what's wrong with me. I don't anyway, either. Anyway, Deggy, man, oh, it, the, some of the passes he made were amazing. Amazing. Like like the, the pass off the back, uh, the back of his foot that was for a touchdown, I looked immediately and said, now, come on now, you're just showing off. You're just showing off. So we see flashes of what it can be and what hopefully it is next year because obviously we're not going to a ball game. Um, there's you know some things that weren't so great, but overall I wasn't disappointed in the Oklahoma State game. We played a very quality team. We played hard. We played tough. Um, we gave away some opportunities, but man, I saw some flashes that just got me really excited. And that this this is not me, uh, you know, a person who's just a loser who's going to make excuses like oh oh well next year, but like. I legitimately saw things that make me feel like next year, watch out. Yeah, I'm out the same way. Um, But we just couldn't do enough. We still couldn't run the ball effectively, not enough. Um, And it looked like Coach Brown was as frustrated and confused as I was. So I really don't know. 13 points, 13 points in the first half. I mean, 13 points in the game. Like, you look at the offense, and it felt like it moved the ball, and then you look at the end of the game, you only have 13 points. That's a problem. It's a real problem. And special teams could have been better. Um, as far as the return game, anyway. Uh, and then, I, I, I don't know. Like, I just really don't know what to think, except for that we weren't expecting much in year zero. I said five games was our bottom. That's what I thought. And I thought that uh, eight games was our ceiling. I was very off on that. Five games is going to be the ceiling for us. <laughs> if we can get to that. We go into a TCU game where TCU has to win to get bowl eligible. So, so here's my question about the TCU game. What are you looking for in this game? I don't know how often we've been in this situation so this is the first time, like, what do we want to see in this game? And this is just real talk. I want to see continued development. I want to see continued growth. Okay, what does continued growth and continued development mean? Um, running the ball well. Uh, and when I say running it well, running it better than we have been. So, so, you leave, so you leave Deggy in, see what he can do, or you put Trey Lowe in just to see if he has anything? I'd like, to, game- see, I'd like to see Trey Lowe, but we're not going to. Deggy's going to start. But I personally would like to see Trey Lowe because I'd like to see Trey Lowe with the ones. I'd like to see what he can do with the offense. This game doesn't matter, really. All you can do is play spoiler. You're not going to gain anything from it. So You know what I, you know what what, I wish? What do you wish? Honestly, I'm going be, to be honest. This game is not meaningless. It's the last game, um, the seniors' last game. But I feel like games like this where it's over, um, it doesn't matter if you win or lose – Sometime during the game, I want to see you put – I don't know. Give me a senior. Is Reese Donahue a senior? Yeah. Put Reese in at running back. <laughs> Let's have some fun. Let's put these guys – you know, 
put somebody in a quarterback who's a fifth-year senior. Let him throw the rock a few times. This you remember, you're still building a program, Jeremy. We, we are, but I'm saying we can have a little fun, right? No. Right, Neil? Reese Donahue running back is not fun. <laughs> Brandon, Brandon, that'd be the highlight of his life. I'm just saying, you, you take uh, – let me think of somebody else. What are, like Hakeem Bailey, send him on a deep route one time. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, this game is complete. Yeah, you when I clearly say, don't know. <laughs> completely meaningless. When I say this game is completely meaningless, I mean, some. this is a lot of uh, – this is the final game for a lot of players. We're not really going to gain anything from this game other than another game of experience. Um, I just feel like just do some fun things. Let's have some fun. Let's run. Let's run. Let's do a, a halfback pass. Let's let's do some stuff that we haven't done before. If we're gonna go out, we're gonna go out having fun. I'd like to continue evaluating our team and players more than I like to go out having fun, as you say. <laughs> I mean, that's teach his own. Teach his own. That's how. That's my personal feeling. That's what I like to see. Um, but respect to Oklahoma State and uh, Gundy on getting the win. Um, tired of losing to them, but you got to tip and, the cap. And Gundy knows he doesn't even like that mullet. He just wears that mullet because that's him. He knows every day he goes home like, man, I wish I could shave it, but it's me. Let me <laughs> keep it on. Knows he don't like that mullet. All right, you ready for why we hate? Mm. Yeah, let's do it. Set him up, player. It's time. Time for why we hate. This week is why we hate Texas Christian University. I hate Texas Christian because they have cheated us so many times. I will still contend that that two-point conversion to beat us 31-30 to was not a completion in the end zone. But it doesn't matter because the refs cheated us. I will contend that that David Sills offensive pass interference was not pass interference. But it doesn't matter because the refs called it for you anyway. I will contend that when you ripped Clint Trickett's head almost clean off using the face mask, it should have been a personal foul and an ejection. Instead, it was nothing but but pain and sitting Clint Trickett down. So I will forever hate TCU. I will forever hate TCU. I hate you. I hate you. I hate you. I can't wait till we walk in. No, storm in to Fort Worth and beat you frogs to within an inch of your life, keeping you out of the bowl game that you are wishing for so badly. You need one more win. You're not going to get it. We're going to give it to you. Time for us to give it to you because Jeremy and I will be at Gressel's this Friday. That's Black Friday at 415. 345 really is when we're going to be there. 345 watching the Mountaineers beat the frogs. You know what, Jeremy? You know what? What? We've never lost at a game watch. Oh, uh-oh. So get Here's ready, the- TCU. We're coming for you. Here's the thing. I get so tired of TCU because I'm so tired of these off-brand Texas teams. Like, TCU fights for respect, but well, who are you really, TCU? Basketball, you fight for respect. You got the you got the old pit coach down there now coaching, but the Horn Frogs, the Purple People Eaters, ain't nobody scared of you. Like, I don't I, – I feel like you come in and you feel like you should be great. You should be doing things. The year you should have done things is when you when you lost to Baylor when you were way up. 
when when you should have probably played for the national championship, but you didn't because you choked against another watered-down Texas team, Baylor. These opportunities don't come very often. You squandered one, and now look at you. Look where you're at in this program. Yeah, you may look at us and think we have a few losses. Hey, buddy, we got a new coach. We got a whole new system. We got new players. What's your excuse, Gary Patterson? You've been recruiting there for years and years. What's your excuse, Gary Patterson? That's my thing. When you are supposed to be a great coach or a great defensive mind, how do you have a year like this? You're down there in the hotbed of recruiting. You're down there in Texas. Fort Worth. I think it's because he's been in a van down by the river. Amen. One thing (laughs) – recruits even think about going to TCU. Should think about this. My friend, my cousin told me, he's like, you can tell when guys get really old and tired. And you know how you can tell? I said, how? He said, by how, how high they wear their pants. Gary Patterson, by the by, the height of his pants is about 172. I'm being honest. Is this a, is this showing this year in their record? Maybe so. So we're gonna go in there. We're gonna play hard. We got Deggy at quarterback. We should win. Maybe we don't. But either way, we're in the first year of Coach Neil Brown. Remember this. If somehow you do win, remember this because this is going to be the only time. Gary Patterson, you've been there for I don't know how many years, and you're on the decline. West Virginia is on the rise. Everybody's climbing and trusting to climb as we climb the mountain. Baby, you're going to see it on Saturday. And, oh, excuse me, on Friday. And if somehow we haven't got high enough to beat TCU Waterdale, Texas, believe you me, this will be the last time. Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.